Welcome to the Emotional Eating Unwrapped Podcast. I'm your host, Alana Kessler, an emotional eating and weight loss coach for women looking to fall in love with eating, create healthy attachments with food, and lose weight sustainably. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special episode of Emotional Eating Unwrapped. I'm so excited. Today, I have a very, very special guest and friend. Alexa. So Alexa, I want you to introduce yourself, tell us your name, what you do, everything, all the things. Yay. I'm so, so happy to be here. I just missed you so much too. So I'm so (laughs) excited that we can like have a conversation again. Um, I am Alexa Cauley for everybody listening. I am a marketing consultant and I have a marketing podcast, which is how Alana, you and I met was very long ago. You were presented to me and my podcast as a guest, still to date, one of the best episodes ever, one of the highest downloaded. Um, And we've kind of come full circle. We've worked on your marketing stuff. And I've talked to you a lot about things that I was dealing with when I came to my body and food and energetics. And um, yeah, I'm just thrilled to be here. And I'm excited to like wrap up this whole, you know, every, every, our whole relationship so far. Yeah. I mean, just the continuation. And I'm just so excited. I feel like we've had conversations about you and um, about your journey. And really, this episode is going to be about learning to love your body. I know that it's been a journey for you. We haven't really talked about it in a while, which is why I was yeah. so excited to have you on because I feel like in the in the year like I think it's been a few maybe a few years like maybe two years or so since we've had a lengthy conversation but I feel like Mm -hmm. you've had such a journey with your body image (laughs) and that's why I was so thrilled to have you here today I remember what we used to talk about and now it's like it seems at least on what I see on social media and like our dms here and there yeah um where we just support each other's businesses yeah um you know, it seems like you're in such a different place. So I just, I really want to give you the floor. I'll ask questions here and there, but it's going to be really about you just sharing um, as, you know, really, uh, you know, a woman living in, uh, I think, do you live in New York or do you live in Yeah, in New York. I know, I don't know where (laughs) I know, everyone's Um, like, where do you live? (laughs) But really just like owning your own business. Mm -hmm. I feel like you're in this, you're in your 30s. So I feel like you're in this age um, that is a really unique, you know, time frame and age to be in for women. I feel it myself being in my 40s. I think like I'm kind of on the elder end of being a millennial. Mm -hmm. But I think as millennials, we have this unique perspective on on health, on um, our purpose, Mm -hmm. on pressures, on our body image and how all these forces – really coincide and coalesce together to create our relationship with eating and body image and how we can move through it. And um, you, I love, I always love chatting with you about it. So yeah, just take the floor and (laughs) that's all. (laughs) I am. I'm honestly so excited. I love, I love talking about food and nutrition and, and body image. I just, I think it's all connected. Right. And like, Mm -hmm. that's so much what I love about your perspective too, is just like, it's all connected. Mm -hmm. It's not like the way that you view food is not going to be very different than the way that you view your worthiness when it comes to business. And like, if you're trying to call in and manifest all these fantastic months, but you have this self-worth of yourself 
that's super low or you're treating your body like a garbage can, like those two things are not going to happen at the same time. And totally. It's like it is all connected. So yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, I say the same thing uh, to my clients about why it's so important to really authentically love your body and own how you want to feel in your body, whether that is not to lose any weight or it is to lose weight, right? Yeah. Whether it is has nothing to do with weight or whether it's to change your relationship with it or not, but really own what you want because when you live in a body that you love, when you live in a relationship with eating that you love, your life happens. Mm-hmm. You, know, you really step into that aspirational aspect of your life. You attract the life you want mm-hmm. and it is all completely connected. You can't really attract on a vibration mm-hmm. that you're not living from. Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I'll just give the the brief overview and I'm just going to, I'm going to start at that episode that you and I did. And this I think was, this had to have been at least three and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was right after COVID. I think it was like right when the vaccine had come out. And so yeah. you and I were chatting before we started recording and you had said, like, we were talking about the vaccine and our reactions to it. Mm-hmm. And you said, because I didn't have a fantastic reaction, it was not great. And you said, do you have hormonal issues? Right. And I was like, I think so, but I'm not really sure. Like, no one's ever told me. <laughs> so that sort of, that I feel like sums up my entire first three decades of my life was like mm-hmm. everyone sort of being like, no, you're fine. Like, you know, so I have PCOS. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've I've gone through the ringer of trying to like get diagnosed and get the ultrasounds to see that I have cysts. And for those who don't know, PCOS a lot of the, a lot of the time will manifest in insulin resistance. So yep. like eating carbs can get you know pretty tough on someone who has PCOS, and it manifests mm-hmm. in like quicker weight gain than it would mm-hmm. for someone else. Mm-hmm. So. I, for a very long time growing up, and TMI if there's any male listeners here, but I wouldn't get my period for like 10 months at a time. Mm-hmm. And all of my doctors were always like, it's fine. Don't worry. Until you're trying to get pregnant, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. And so I finally was like, you know, I think this was, I was about 27 and I had gained 30 pounds in like three months. And I was like, something's not right. And I went to my doctor and she said, no, you're just getting older. Mm-hmm. And I believed her is the craziest mm-hmm. part that I was just like, oh, okay. Like you might be right. I might mm-hmm. just be getting older. I was eating the same. I was working out the same. Nothing was changing. And so I kind of was just like, okay, like eat, you know, eat less, move more. Like that'll just be what happens. And then I just kept gaining weight because I I just kept trying to restrict myself. And I didn't know enough about blood sugar balance or any of that. And I was like, I was just denying it. And I was like drinking a lot and going out with my friends and living in New York City and, you know, all of that. And then about two years ago, I finally did just have a wake up call. And I went to this functional medicine doctor that had that had a much deeper um, like blood panel. Mm-hmm. And I saw it all. Like I saw my glucose. I started really looking into, because I also have genetically high cholesterol. Mm-hmm. So I started looking into like, okay, well, where does cholesterol come from? It Mm -hmm. comes from the liver. Where do your Mm -hmm. hormones come from? They come from the liver. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, what's going on here? Right. And so I just started, I'm a big researcher. I love just reading everything Mm -hmm. I can. And I just started really going into it and figuring out the diet that was going to work for me. 
And I just honestly just started living that way. And I don't feel hungry. I don't feel like I just feel amazing. Mm -hmm. And it is, it's that very funny paradox of like, once you stop, like it stopped being about weight for me Mm -hmm. and it started being about my period and my hormones and like Mm -hmm. living a longer, you know, more radiant Mm -hmm. life. And that is what changed it all. And I like, I have not gained a single pound like since I just like dropped all the weight and I feel awesome. I feel yeah. really great. Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> I mean, you can see it also. No, you can just see it in your aura, Thank honestly, you. more than anything else. I haven't seen your in person in a while. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I could just, see, I could just see it in your aura a hundred percent, but I'm curious what, what were some of the lifestyle stuff? What were some of the workouts that you were doing? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talk about insulin resistance and as a, you know, as a functional dietitian and as, you know, a clinician, I, you know, I know the relationship between insulin and cortisol and how we live in such a cortisol, uh, a heightened cortisol and mm-hmm. sympathetic nervous system stimulated environment, yeah. um, which means that, you know, we do have cortisol that is pumping out on a regular basis that influences our insulin, uh, you know, that ins- that influences insulin, that influences estrogen, that influences all these things. Yeah. And so um, did you feel like, was your lifestyle, um, you know, was it, was it triggering that kind of production of overproduction of cortisol with like high intensity workouts or just like, you know, go, go, go attitude and go, go, go with your work and all that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's funny. So when I, when I really noticed my weight and I was like, I look so puffy and I was just like, what is going on? I was living in New York city. I was in my mid twenties, you know, going out with friends all the time. Um, I'm Italian. Carbs are the backbone of our, you know, like I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know the macro breakdown of a food. I didn't know if a food was a carb or a protein or mm-hmm. what the effect that would have. Like totally. I just didn't, right? And mm-hmm. I was also working for Soul Cycle Corporate at that yep. time. And I truly, in my like heart and soul, I was like, well, I'm getting cardio. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like mm-hmm. that my doctor, all these people are telling me to just do more cardio. Mm-hmm. Like I'm doing it. Why is it, you know, nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until specific, until I really started focusing on weight training and walking. Like I just mm-hmm. walk a ton. I do do berries a lot, but I usually do double floor. So I'm like mm-hmm. only really doing What is double floor? Sorry. It like, <laughs> so berries is, it's half treadmill, half weights. Okay. Um, And so you can, you can do both weights if you okay. want to. Gotcha. I do also cycle sync. I'm like a very big fan of cycle syncing and not doing high impact workouts. Yes. Like I'm the two fan. weeks be- or the week and a half before my period. Hi. Um, you. I'm so into it. I think it's so fascinating. Yes. I like have the aura ring to track like where, you know, my temperature fluctuations and all that. Yes. Kind of I want to get that as a gift for my husband and I. However, we need Should. to, I think we need to order the, the ring. The sizing kit. To it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. And <laughs> like I'm a six and a half and this is an eight. So it is oh, like so good to know. So you have okay. to do the sizing kit. Don't like bypass it because it's their their sizing is a little tough. Okay. Yeah. Noted. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so like, yes, the question of cortisol, hundred yes. percent. I was 
it was stressful living in the city. Mm-hmm. I lived on the Upper East Side. I lived on First Avenue. I was commuting mm-hmm. to the West Village for Soul Cycle every single day. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. Like there was a lot of movement going on, a lot of mm-hmm. rushing, um, and a lot of cardio and a lot right. of going out at night. Right. And I really, really thought I was doing everything that I should be doing um, because that was what everyone told me to do, you know? Totally. For sure. How do you feel like your personality factors in though mm-hmm. to this? Because I know that I have friends who are you know, might also have this kind of lifestyle, but they're much more like relaxed. Like they're much more, not relaxed per se, but they're maybe they're not, um, you know, they're much more like go with the flow um, in their, in their life, in their personality. Mm -hmm. Do you find that you're more of like an overthinker? Do you mind that, do you, do you find that you're more of a, um, like a manager type, yeah. What's your personality like? Because I find that for people that are more like perfectionists, um, you know, achievers, that kind of what yeah. I like to say more like in their masculine energy, which is like doing focused and yeah. like that's just either uh, something they're familiar with being, whether that's conditioned over time um, due to lifestyle factors or it just is who they are, which a lot of women are and that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. How do you find that your core personality in that aspect factors in? It's such a great question. I don't get tired. Mm -hmm. Like I am someone who very actively needs to remind myself to chill out Mm -hmm. and I need to remind myself to be like, oh no, you have had a hard day. Like it's okay to sit down on the couch and watch a TV show and unplug mm-hmm. for a little bit. <laughs> so living in the city and, you know, having this like high powered job and like all the cardio and just all this stuff, I never reminded myself to chill out. Not mm-hmm. ever. And I do think that that stuff had a big, I think that that did have a big factor, but I do also, I think it was just the unknowing. I just didn't know things Mm -hmm. about how to change what I was eating and how to change, you know, my workouts. And I honestly think it was like, for me, it was just the lack of knowledge and Mm -hmm. the lack of instruction on like how to, how to live. Exactly. Like you actually do need to know how to eat for you. You need to learn about nutrition. Yeah. And nutrition isn't just macros. I always say this. It's macros and micros. Mm Mm-hmm. Macronutrients and micronutrients. Yes. Whenever I work with people and in my programs, I teach people about both macronutrients and micronutrients because Mm -hmm. macronutrients are the bricks of the house, but micronutrients are the people that build the actual houses with the bricks. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have the micronutrients with your macronutrients, it's not going to be sustainable long term. The micronutrients are the are the is the nutrition that is in control of the enzymes, of the hormones, of the neurotransmitters, of the hormone release and balance. Mm -hmm. So it's so key to get nutrition education Mm -hmm. uh, and get it personalized and also just get get information about how those things connect with exercise Mm -hmm. and with lifestyle. Yes, 100%. I love that you're bringing up that conversation of macros and micros because – I grew up, like my mom was so nutrient focused. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a very, very, very healthy household and not in no, like it wasn't restrictive. It was literally just value add healthy. 
Like Mm -hmm. with bell peppers, she would be like, you know, bell peppers are really high in vitamin C. It's really great for your skin. Like Mm -hmm. I learned all of that. So I knew I had a really good foundation of the micronutrients Mm -hmm. and zero understanding of macronutrients and how that was affecting my muscle and my lean body mass. I didn't know any of that. So like I would be, for example, like I would make myself a huge, I would like meal prep this whole thing with quinoa and beans and just all this, like this whole huge carb meal without knowing what it, and I like really was like, this is the health. I'm so healthy. I am so healthy. Totally. <laughs> and like, and now I look back and I'm like, oh girl, your blood sugar, like, no, like, what do you think was going on here? But totally. But also we had this conversation, I feel like a few years ago about salad, right? Like mm-hmm. with spoon and all these just salads where it's like people going and having salads every day. Mm-hmm. And I would see this with clients too. It's like, I'm, I'm having, I'm healthy. I'm having a salad. Yeah. And I would look at the salad and I'm like with cheese and mm-hmm. with Brussels sprouts that are fried and then with grilled with chicken and with sweet potatoes and with nuts and with avocado and right. with and you're like it's a 1500 calorie salad it's not even the cat it's it's the calories sure because yeah. at a certain point it does matter but what I like to call it is dense like yeah. everything in there is dense yeah right like if you look yeah. at the macros it, oh and rice or quinoa right if you look yeah. at it it's like yeah. you pick Pick one, like sweet potatoes or quinoa. You're right? describing my life. I would get the wi- the wild rice at Sweet Green was my favorite food. Mm-hmm. I would that would have been like my freaking birthday cake if it could have right. been. Right, exactly. And I was eating it every day, and yeah. I was like, "It's sweet green, right? It's healthy. Right. There was no protein in this mm-hmm. salad, none." And mm-hmm. it was, and I was like, "I'm just like that. That was a carb. That's it. Like, right? No judgment, but like." That isn't serving your lean body mass. That isn't serving my hormones. Like no well, it's wonder not I wasn't getting you. weight. Yeah, it wasn't serving me. Yeah, because of your PCOS diagnosis, it wasn't serving you. Well, of your PCOS that was not diagnosed yet or, right. you know, what you weren't educated on yet and yeah. that hormone balance for sure. So yeah. carbs are definitely not the enemy, but when it does come to PCOS and yes. insulin resistance, you do have to monitor carbs more than you would if you didn't have a diagnosis like that. So I just yeah. want to normalize that. Yes. But – I can't tell you. I mean, the salad culture is insane. Like you just, it's almost like this blind faith that it's healthy because it's salad, mm-hmm. but it's not. Sometimes I would look at my clients and I'm like, you can go have that burger, yeah. you know, like have right. that pizza, right. like go, go for, go to town, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what has changed? Like, give me an example of like how your diet was before, how it is now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's so funny because like I, I'm, you're like bringing up the like me back then, right? Being like, oh no, I'm going to Sweet Green, like really thinking I was doing everything right. And I just like, I look at that, that girl with like so much love because like I really thought I was doing everything the right way. And now the way I mm-hmm. eat, like I feel so satisfied. Like I don't even know how to describe it, that like mm-hmm. I don't, I just enjoy food and I don't mm-hmm. think about every single meal and I'm not restricting myself mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And the so that I focus like on my protein and my fiber and I do track food. It works mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I track my protein and my fiber mm-hmm. and that's it. Like mm-hmm. I, as lo- I've learned a lot about PCOS mm-hmm. and I've learned a lot about hormones. Mm-hmm. And as long as I am getting an adequate mm-hmm. number, uh, an adequate amount of fiber, I've mm-hmm. noticed that my estrogen levels are much lower. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah. So that's it really. I just like, I focus on, and I'm a pescatarian. I don't know if you still are, but I am. I am um, not actually. I actually, no, I turned 40 and I had to start eating chicken. Wow. Like it yeah. was, or maybe it was right before I turned 40. Just like a body craving. I needed it. Like I was barely functioning. I was wow. so tired. And you know, as someone who's very in tune and yeah. that's why I'm always like, you have to, you know, there's adapting, you know, you have to learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I eat mm-hmm. chicken now. I don't eat red meat. I never did, but yeah. Um, and that's that's no judgment on people that eat red meat. For me, it's less of um, you know, it's it's less about ethics and more about digestion. Yeah. I can't actually physically swallow it. Yeah. So for me, um, that's that's how it is. But yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I've gone through phases too where I'm like, you know, someone near me will be eating something, and I'm like, no, like I want that. But mm-hmm. then I go through phases too where I'm like, it doesn't feel right in my body. So the answer yep. is no. Um, but yeah, no. So I I try I eat about 130 grams of protein a day. I mm-hmm. like really try to get that because again, I lift, you know, a lot of weights now. I do mm-hmm. a lot more resistance training than I mm-hmm. used to. Um, I yeah, and I get about 35 grams of fiber a day. And like it has been so much more now about just making sure I'm adding those things mm-hmm. in than what I can't have. Because the fact of the matter and what I've sort of realized is like as long as I am hitting those things and I am getting that much protein and that much fiber, nothing changes if I right. want to have an ice cream cone or if I want to have a slice of pizza with my friends. Like my body still looks exactly the same the next day. My clothes fit me exactly the same. Like yep. over the summer for sure. Like was I having lobster rolls all the time and ice cream? Like yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still going – that's life, <laughs> right? Like yeah. I'm not going to just never do that. So – but as long as I am getting, you know, the adequate protein and fiber, mm-hmm. my body really hasn't changed and I've gotten mm-hmm. more of that like adaptability. Um and my metabolism has definitely gotten a little more like resilient, I would say. Amazing. I love that actually, that you're calling metabolism resilient because that is so perfect. That's the perfect <laughs> – I always say optimize. I sound, uh-huh. I always think it's just science geek. Like every word <laughs> I use is like science Optimization, you know, or like all that stuff. But resilience, I feel like I'm going to steal that now. Yeah. Forward. Well, it's like a rubber band, right? And that's like mm-hmm. – someone said this to me the other day. She, they, she was like, oh, well, I'm just getting older and so now my metabolism is shot. No. And I was like, your metabolism is not shot because you're getting older. Your metabolism is shot because for 35 years – You've been eating 800 calories a day thinking you're going to continue to lose weight. And, it's and, you're, all also, like, and you're also thinking about it all the time. Right. And you're also like overly preoccupied, which is such a big yes. you know, point of focus that I like to talk about with my community. Yeah. I do want to ask you, did you ever have issues? Because my community is primarily emotional eaters as well as mm-hmm. people that want to love their body. Um, oh, yeah. Have you ever struggled with emotional eating before? So I would say – you know, it's more from the place of food being a celebration Got and like it. that sort of culture. Right? Yeah. Um, especially, you know, just being in New York at this time period, you know, my late 20s, early 30s, it was good, something good happened. Great. Let's go out and get a, get a drink. It was, you know, someone's going through a hard time. Okay. Let's meet for dinner. Like it, it there, we didn't have the culture yet of like hot girl walks. And girls like I just found out about that. I've never felt older in my life, by the way. <laughs> Looking at Instagram and seeing some of these things that, that like sometimes yeah. that I see on yours, I'm like, what even is this? I don't even know. <laughs> but it's like I don't think that that wasn't popular, right? Yeah, it wasn't well, no. like Lou, like because I worked for Lululemon before I worked for Soul Cycle. Mm-hmm. That that 
totally shifted the way I thought about socialization mm-hmm. because we would go to workouts together instead yeah, of going right. to dinner. And I was like, yeah, do people do that. Like for me, I really thought the only way to celebrate and socialize was through food and alcohol. Totally. That and that is so common mm-hmm. for so many people that emotionally eat. Mm-hmm. That is definitely something that they struggle with. And I think a lot of people that are listening to this and that, you know, is definitely that are definitely in the community that I serve uh, use food as a coping mechanism. So when we I just want to say when we talk about how you find a lot of safety in tracking. Mm-hmm. I think it is largely also because you don't use food as you you haven't really ever used food as a coping me- mechanism. So yeah. for you, you have a different relationship with food, and the tracking isn't isn't some sort of bypass to deal with emotions related to food, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, totally. I just wanna- totally. And I will say, I think um, some things that have helped me with tracking, like I I use my fitness pal, and you can turn mm-hmm. off what you don't want to see. Mm-hmm. So like I I don't ever see how many calories that I have like left or anything like that. I literally okay. just have turned it on that I track my protein and my fiber. Okay. That's it. Those are the only two numbers that I look at. Okay. Um and I yeah, I never pay attention to calories or if I'm over or under any I just like mm-hmm. it's not something that's part of my visibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just also it's it's amazing to it's amazing to just reflect on how different people from their different experiences relate differently to different way, different accountability measures for their own unique goals. Yeah. And just to circle back to what we said in the beginning is to always understand your own unique goal and your own unique pathway towards loving your body. Yours mm-hmm. was a diagnosis of PCOS and insulin resistance and just ignorance, mm-hmm. no, no mm-hmm. offense at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, totally. Lack of education. Yeah. Um, and kind of confusion, right? Yeah. With, 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 um, symptoms, mm-hmm. your weight gain was a symptom mm-hmm. of your PCOS mm-hmm. and that's your journey. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a journey of emotional eating or binge eating. And so your, uh, your treatment plan of tracking macros, I see, even as a clinician, I would probably offer you the same treatment plan because mm-hmm. for you, without any emotional attachments um, or really addiction to food for any other reason, mm-hmm. this is a really great um, solution for you, for sure. Yeah. And it's funny, you said accountability markers. The So I threw away my scale May 10th, 2020. Mm-hmm. I have not, I literally have not weighed myself since. Mm-hmm. I only go to the doctor. I use my clothes as how mm-hmm. I feel, right? Totally. Like that's yep. what I use. I, every time I go to the doctor, it's like I, the first time it was that I lost 30 pounds and then it was like 35 pounds. And every time I'm just like, cool. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's not the accountability marker that I'm focused on at Mm -hmm. all. My period is Mm -hmm. my accountability. Like that is what I'm focused on is Mm -hmm. like how far apart is it? Yep. And it's so funny, like circling back to the earlier conversation for me, it became so much about like feeling like a woman and mm-hmm. feeling like I was in my feminine by like being able to embrace this part of my life mm-hmm. that like I just was so like I was like doctors say it's okay to not get my period so that's fine whatever mm-hmm. but like the not not going through that every month and not yep. tuning into that part of your body and your cycles and 
what goes into like, you know, right after your period when you're feeling more creative Mm -hmm. and in the middle when you're feeling like there's different phases of us as women and that makes us such like powerhouses at running our businesses too. Yeah. That it's like I look back and I'm like, what was I missing out on by just like not knowing and like having my head in the sand and not paying attention to those 10 months at a time? Like what Mm -hmm. was even going on for me then? So it's such an interesting thing of like that was my account – like that was my marker. Mm It's like how am I doing, you know, like what's going on with my cycle? Amazing. I mean I love that you appreciated being in your feminine because that's such a huge – tenant of so much of it, mm-hmm. um, of, of you know, when you can relax into your feminine and our cycle is such a indicator of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, when you go to the doctor, they'll ask you about your cycle because not having it is such yeah. an indicator of your health. Yeah. S- especially when you're within age of having your cycle. Yeah. Um, and so I love that you recognize and um, especially from when we met, because I think <laughs> that when we met, you were so not connected to your feminine, mm-hmm. but understood that it was maybe necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love that you appreciate that and value that because that is such a huge value that you need to have in order to lose weight, actually, mm-hmm. um, and fi- and and have the capacity and even the space and the bandwidth mm-hmm. to create a body and a life that you love and feel confident and entitled to live from mm-hmm. and know how to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Know how to live from that body, mm-hmm. feel valid and worthy of living yeah. from that body. It's really about understanding what being in your feminine is. Mm -hmm. And the cycle is such a good example of that. It's such a flow. It's such an ebb and flow. It's such a a dynamic type of situation. Whereas where you were in before, we even talked about it being more masculine is not dynamic. Masculine Mm -hmm. energy is not dynamic. Mm -hmm. It's very one road Mm -hmm. straight to a solution. (laughs) Like go, go, go. Right. It's not about softening back, letting it flow. It's not about that. Yeah. So, um, and as women, we're not physiologically made up for that. Our mm-hmm. hormones are not physiologically made up for that. We're mm-hmm. made of more of estrogen, which isn't so conducive for go, 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 mm-hmm. right? Testosterone is, right? Yeah. 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 And it's it's funny because I, like I said in the beginning, like I – I have a heart I I don't get tired. And so I have a right. you know really I really don't except for like usually the day before my period then I then I'll get tired. But learning so much more about my cycle and your ovulation phase and your luteal phase and your follicular phase like mm-hmm. learning all about that has been that permission slip mm-hmm. of okay, my body temperature is higher today. I'm in the second half. I'm going to go to yoga and I am just going to chill out today. Yep. Like learning that because I I do have to remind myself to slow down. Mm-hmm. And I think that like I'm not one of – like some people are lucky where their body gives them more cues of mm-hmm. like today is a slower day. Like today is <laughs> – you know. So yeah, I think learning about – Learning about the cycles in that way has really helped. And I don't know if you follow Alyssa Vitti. 
Um, she wrote in the flow mm-hmm. and I just love it. It's just, it really goes through each of the cycles. And what I love about her is that she does speak specifically to a lot of female entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and she'll tell you in each cycle where like what your process might be feeling like for projects and creation versus, you know, letting some things like play out. Mm -hmm. And um, that's been really eye-opening. Amazing. What are some of the things that you've taken away from it? So, yeah. So during, so right after, right after your period is the follicular phase, right? Mm -hmm. So like that's a really good time to be doing if you want to be doing hit workouts or if you want to be running or if you want to be doing soul cycle like mm-hmm. that's the time to do it yep. right mm-hmm. um that's also the time for content creation mm-hmm. it's when you're feeling more glowy you're feeling a little more energized like from that up until you know your ovulation period so I do I actually know someone who will only film her reels mm-hmm. when she's in like her ovulation period. Uh-huh. She's like very and I'm like, that's a lot, but it uh-huh. works for her, right? I so, get it. Yeah, it totally I mean, works. The estrogen is on the rise. So right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then this what's the second, the luteal phase yep. before your mm-hmm. period. Um I will not like once my temperature starts to rise, I will really only do double floor, long walks, weights, yep. yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm gonna, if I'm really feeling energetic and I want to run mm-hmm. or I want to, you know, cause that's the one thing I struggle with is like, mm-hmm. well then how do I ever keep progress with running if I'm mm-hmm. like constantly, mm-hmm. you know, shifting. Um, but if I do want to run, then I'll just take it a little bit slower, you yep. know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and not, something I did really learn from her that was so validating was that during your ovulation phase, you burn 300 more calories a day. Like something about that. So like when we're always hungry at that mm-hmm. time, it's like because we're burning more, like totally. we do actually need to be eating more food. We're not just like annoyingly hungry. Like yep. there's a biological reason behind the food that we want. So that was very freeing. A million percent. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Oh my God. Yeah. I love her stuff. She's very interesting. Amazing. So what do you think the biggest shifts that have happened for you over the last couple of years? Hmm. Um, I just, I always like our conversations and every time we would always meet up, like, I always just feel like I learned so much from you, (laughs) honestly, about like your self-worth and two things happened in my life at the same time, which was like losing weight, learning about PCOS and my business taking off. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if they were a hundred percent correlated or if it was sort of like a, you know, a little bit more of like a seesaw thing. I'm not, I don't really know, but Mm -hmm. my income and my business and my visibility has grown as my health has improved. Mm -hmm. And I do sort of see them as like, you know, like a tangled web, just like Mm -hmm. kind of going together because I think as I've started to earn more money and as I started to really step into this version of this person that I've wanted to be, like Mm -hmm. I this is going to sound, I really only want to fly first class. There's like, I Girl. really only want to stay at yeah. five-star hotels. Like there's, if I'm going to be sleeping on a couch, I'm not going to go. Like there's yeah. just been some stuff lately that mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel really lucky that I've been able to do that for myself. Mm-hmm. And that version of me is not someone who's eating crap and treating my body like a garbage disposal and 
like that that version of me is not aligned with mm-hmm. the person who didn't know or who would eat, you know, in a way mm-hmm. that wasn't conducive yeah. or that was going to derail my period for a month. Mm-hmm. Like that's not that same person. Mm-hmm. And so like I do think that those two pillars of my life have been so intertwined mm-hmm. that like I can't disconnect them at yeah. that point, you know? A hundred percent. I mean, I feel the same way. You know, yeah. I as somebody who had a terrible relationship with food, had eating disorders, terrible relationship with my body for a long time and also – always was in toxic relationships, Mm -hmm. desperately wanted to be in a loving partnership, Um, you know, and that was my – that was something I really wanted. Also, living a lifestyle of high – of what I consider to be, you know, really like high value. I also love luxury and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. And there was the same – the same congruence – and the same type of interconnectedness that I had in my life when I healed, you know, when I really healed my relationship with eating mm-hmm. and my relationship with my self-worth and my relationship with my body um, yeah. and with my femininity, like my feminine energy yeah. and really understood that living from that is a practice mm-hmm. and a process. Mm-hmm. There are certain skills to create that. It, it isn't something that you just read in a book and then mm-hmm. you take it on and you're like, oh, this sounds great. And I read it in a book. It is something you need to install mm-hmm. and practice regularly. And I similarly noticed that when I really committed to practicing being in my, in my feminine and certain actions and behaviors mm-hmm. and making certain choices with food that maybe scared me before, but I did it with boundaries and with discernment. Mm-hmm. I saw that, you know, my body, I lost weight, which for me, you know, like the same way that you feel about first class, like mm-hmm. I feel about being, being on the thinner side. Mm-hmm. I like being a smaller size for mm-hmm. me. That's just, I feel better. Yeah. And I feel more self-expressed. I feel more permission from in the inside, yep. not from the outside. I feel sexier from the inside. It's not yeah. for anyone else. Totally. People have told me I'm pretty my whole life. Didn't mm-hmm. matter if I was 30 pounds heavier, if I was mm-hmm. not. I feel better looking a certain way. And that's on me to, to do the actions and to, um, you know, commit to those practices. Mm-hmm. And I saw the same the same trajectory when I was doing that, you know, I attracted an amazing relationship mm-hmm. that triggered me a lot in the beginning. I didn't feel worthy of it. Like mm-hmm. I, I was very activated yeah. and I had to call in, call in all of my sort, you know, all of my training, all my skills, all my yeah. sources. I started feeling more like anxious around food because that's my coping mechanism. Right. Mm-hmm. So Mm-hmm. I had to really do the work and the work is something that you continue to do mm-hmm. uh, over time. And I don't think it was a coincidence that I finally, you know, found the relationship I've been, you know, I've been yearning for and um, I feel so embodied mm-hmm. and fulfilled mm-hmm. in my life and work as well, you know. Mm-hmm. So it is very much connected to all of those things together. Yeah. Yeah. It really, it's, it's all connected. And I, mm-hmm. that's just, it's an irrefutable fact at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> it's so amazing to, you know, it's so amazing to connect with you and it's so amazing to see how 
just luminous you are. Thank it's you. really, really nice. And yes, your business has exploded. I mean, not surprisingly, you're so brilliant at what you do. So but so are you. And it's, you know, <laughs> ugh, God, I'm just like, I was thinking, so I'm getting all my holiday gifts ready for clients this year. And I was getting something written up and I addressed it to all women. And I was like, oh gosh, wait, okay. So I'm sending 120 of these gifts. Is that true? Like, are they all women? And I went into my Stripe and sure enough, there I literally only work with women. And I was yeah. like, wow, like what powerhouses we are when we're just mm-hmm. like really leaning in and embracing the feminine side. Like mm-hmm. I just feel like it's been such a lie that like for us to succeed as women, we have to play into the way men have done it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like when we can lean into who we are as women, we're actually so much more productive mm-hmm. and efficient. like we're so – and we get the time to rest. Mm-hmm. Like. We're just so capable and I just like meeting you all those years ago. I just like, you are just, you're the best and I love watching your business and I just like, I know that we are each just such supporters of each other and I love that. A hundred, a hundred percent. Always, always. Well, tell, tell everyone where they can find you. What do you want to leave them with? Um, feel free to just take the stage, share what, you need, share what you'd love. <laughs> I'm like, wow, what do I want, I want to leave you with? Like, if you think something's not right, investigate. <laughs> That's maybe what I want to leave everyone with. Um, no, I mean, say hi. I'm foreverfriday.co on Instagram. Um, and yeah. I, that's really it. Just say hi if you are also going through this. I know every time I post about PCOS on social, everyone is like, like I get so many responses of people being like, this is exactly my story. I dealt with this mm-hmm. too. So if you feel like someone's not listening to you, reach out because I'll listen. Um, mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's a long journey for sure. Uh, well, you're such a testament to what committing to and investing in healing really does. And I just love – I love to see it. So, thank thank you. you. Thank you so much, Alexa. And thank you to everyone. And please don't forget to tune in every week to another episode of Emotional Eating Unwrapped, where we talk about loving food, loving ourselves. And you can find my free resources on www.bwlbyak.com. And until next time, I'm Alana, and thank you for listening to Emotional Eating. Unwrap.